0: odyssey celebrates the class of 2024 brought to you by t-mobile you can count on t-mobile to help you stay connected on america's largest 5g network sabers live is presented by seneca resorts and Casino. nothing else comes close well a sure sign that the show is only on radio today That's because we started late. Did Howard Simon come out of retirement and I missed it earlier (laughs) today? The late for the break show was the extra (laughs) point show right before us. (laughs) Unbelievable. That's what I love about television. We always start on time. But anyway, thanks for waiting the extra minute and a half, two minutes. It's great to finally be with you on this blustery, blizzardy day in Buffalo.
1: Now, you know what? I've been living in Buffalo or Western New York since 1997, Duffer. So it's been like 26 years, 27 years, whatnot. Um, and I learned things all the time, right? And, and it's great. I always thought the snow band only affected the South towns, right? Whenever there's a lake effect, snow, snow bands, it affects the South towns. Um, but I always kind of put the South towns, Hamburg, Orchard Park, East Aurora, like into one big group. Like it's always usually very similar. So last night I was in East Aurora, did some clearing up and I came over to Orchard Park this morning to do some clearing up with plowmaster 43. Oh my goodness, it's like East Aurora got a little like got a lot of snow, but nothing compared to Orchard Park. And I've not ventured out, you know, north a little bit more into Lacawanna and West Seneca because they are getting absolutely hammered with snow right now while it's super sunny here in in East Aurora Orchard Park, right? So I always thought we were all in the same boat and this year I find that every town, every little area is kind of on their own because everything is so different from 5 minutes east, west, north, south, everything changes so so close.
0: Well, we may have a game tonight. Uh we may we will have more Plowmaster 43 stories, I can assure you of that. Um but Buffalo Chicago is uh, possibly going to happen 7:30 tonight at KeyBank Center but um I'm hopeful that by the end of the show, we'll have definitive word on that. Um, We've just gotten word that uh, Mark Polancard says that he has advised the NHL to postpone tonight's game until tomorrow, and he is waiting to hear back. So I guess we must wait along with him, Marty. Yeah, and the the thing is, is that, uh, you know, as a player –
1: I remember being in some of those situations and thinking, okay, both teams are here. Like the Blackhawks are in Buffalo. The Sabres are here. Don Granato said everybody made it to morning skate this morning before some of the travel bands were in place. And they actually have hotel rooms at the uh, Harbor Center, at the uh, Lecom Harbor Center Marriott right now for the players to just spend the afternoon, not have to drive back home. A lot of those guys are downtown, but there's travel bands in, in downtown as well. Um, so everybody's there. And I remember as a, as a player thinking, okay, let's play the game. Everybody's there. The referees are going to be there. The teams are there. Like, let's just play the game, but it's more than that, right? It's staff. It's, you know, TV crews, camera people. It's ushers. It's even if you don't have people in the building, like during COVID when there was no fans, there is still people that need to be present for the game to happen. And you, you stop. You, you don't think about that as a player often or as a, a team. You get ready for the game. You don't think about everything else that needs to happen for the game to actually be played. So I would think that Don Granado said we're preparing for the game because that's the mentality that needs to happen. But everybody else is thinking about other things than just having, you know, the 20 players on each side and four referees and a scorekeeper or whatever. It's, it's much more complicated than that.
0: How complicated is the Plowmaster 43 story? Um, it's
1: not complicated and it is funny because I am not a car guy, right? Duffer, you know me. Like if you ask me what kind of engine is in your truck, what kind of, you know, tires, what kind I broke a a windshield wiper this morning, by the way, it was iced onto my truck and I went with my snow brush and I went to whack it and it just, the plastic broke. I had to Google what size wipers I get on my truck on Plowmaster 43 because I needed to replace the windshield wiper. I'm not a car guy, so last night, first of all, I go get gas, and uh, you know because I was doing plowing and and it's like it's basically a plow convention. There's like five trucks there, all have plows, right? Big plows, smaller plows, big trucks, smaller trucks, and I go in, and the one guy goes to me, he goes, uh, "How do you like that four cylinder in your truck for plowing?" I'm like, I, I have a four cylinder. Shouldn't I have a V6 or a V8 at the very least? To plow. He goes, no, you got that four cylinder with the, uh, with the, you know, the, the boost or whatever. I don't know what they call it, but they, they're like, I'm like, okay. Well, I guess that's the engine I have. Then I'm sitting in my truck waiting for the gas to go in. And then these guys are like, you know, early to mid twenties. They kind of walk over to my truck and I'm thinking, uh, they're trying to attack me right now. They're gonna steal my plow. What's going on? Right. So I opened my door. I'm like, what's up, guys? Just all you know, bright and cheery. And the guy goes, How do you like that straight blade? How do you like pushing snow with that straight blade? And I'm like, Don't know what you're talking about. Like, what is a straight blade? You mean like you don't have one that folds in the middle, like it V's or it goes the other way. Like, does the snow go out to the side when you push? And I'm like, Oh, you know what? I, I don't do a lot of plowing. I do my driveway, a parking lot here and there, a few friends, whatever. Like, I don't do a ton of plowing, but, um, I like it or whatever. He goes, when the snow gets high, is it too much? Like, it, I'm like, so then I got into my, my mode of like, okay, now I'm going to be a plow guy. I'm going to be part of this convention of plows. I'm like, so what do you got on yours? Which one's yours? What do you got? He goes, oh, I got that big one over there. It's like a three-ton. That's guy, it's four foot tall. It's this, that, and the other thing. I'm like, what about shoot the other guy? He goes, I got a puller and a pusher. And then I was big time plow guy. I totally faked them out. Like after my first 30, 40 seconds interaction, I realized if I'm gonna be part of this group. I better fake it, right, until I make it. So I faked it until I made it. By the end of it, these guys are like, "Oh, we're going to be out all night." Uh, what time are you going to go to bed tonight? I'm like, "Well, I'm going to be out all night. I hope I get a couple hours of sleep." I just, I was on my way home, right? Like I was getting gas on my way home. I'm like, "I hope I get a couple hours of sleep just to get refreshed for the morning because I got to get ready in the morning." So I had a great time at the gas station with the uh, plow convention. <laughs> they not that was know happening. you. Did they not know you? Oh no, they had no idea. Like Even I was, as it
0: went on and on and on and on.
1: I have no idea if they did or didn't. They didn't like, mention anything. Of all anything. the voice, yeah, I would <laughs> think the voice. I had like, and plus, I had a Sabers hat on. I had right. my big furry jacket. I had my heated jacket underneath. I was all geared up. Like I think have, the,
0: you don't have forty three on the door yet.
1: No, I don't have uh, 43s on the door. I need to do Richard Petty type yeah, of uh, style, your, like I painting on Lyle the side. I
0: 43 to resemble NASCAR. I really do. I, well,
1: you know what? It's like, I, I feel like I was kind of like working at a golf course, and I showed up with my own lawnmower, and everybody's like, what do you got in there? Is that a 42-inch cutter? Is that a – can you go both ways? Like, I'm like – I showed up to this expert area of plowing, and I am the, the 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 newbie, right? So I was, I was
0: dying. I was laughing, and then yeah. Uh, what a yeah, great so... analogy that is! Oh my <laughs> god! Just imagine somebody rolling <laughs> up to the golf course with their push mower, like Forrest Gump style.
1: Like you know, I like cutting grass, Can I help you guys. And they're like, "Um, well, it depends. What are you bringing? What do you got?" And like, no, it's oh, not happening. So anyway, that gosh. was the. uh you know,
0: it just, okay, just this or the, that, where yes. did you fake it more in life as a goalie or as a plow guy? Um,
1: as a plow guy. Okay. Um, All because right. as a goalie, there was literally like, I'm telling you the story as a plow guy. There's not cameras there. There's not people talking about it there. These guys probably went home thinking. Maybe I should get a small plow, like a small straight blade for my truck, like just as a secondary one, just for little things, right? The, the guy was amazed that my plow goes up so high because he's like, Oh, it's great. It's, it lifts really high. So you don't hit curbs and things when you come in and out of parking, uh, you know, like, um, driveways or even like gas station. You know, you get to gas station sometimes and the, the sidewalks are so high that you. You catch the front of the bumper on them. And the guy was complaining that his plow is so big and it brings the truck down a little bit. So, and then I said to the guys, I'm like, uh, you guys keep your plow on all winter? The guy goes, Oh, yeah, we well, keep it on all winter. And then we store it in the summer. I'm like, you know, my, mine comes off pretty easy. So I usually like, I've had it on for four days, but usually I, take it off, give it a rest, put in the garage, you know, shine it and clean it and everything. And then I put it back on when I need to. They were laughing because they're like, you shine your plow. I'm like, again, I faked it. I don't shine my plow, but that was, that was the whole gist of it. So it was a good half hour of my life last night. That
0: was, uh, that was very entertaining. Do you think uh, Alex Tuck is now more likely to reach out and hire you uh, for your services, considering That's that he thing. said on Saturday that you would be the uh, Saturday Sunday. What day was it? Monday.
1: That was Monday. Monday. Yes, that was that Monday. You would be
0: the last guy that he would consider hiring to. Remove That's another
1: his thing. Account. I did some Montreal radio with Steve Bégin yesterday, and Steve mm-hmm. Bégin was, uh, you know, you mean he was the here in Buffalo. briefly Paper Saver? For for very, very the sign in the summertime got here and then was picked up at the end of training camp on waivers as they were trying to there was protected lists back no
0: in the day. Let's be real, but
1: Well, yeah, but this was a weird different time. That's when at I the know. end of training camp you had to submit a protected list, right? And, and it wasn't had his
0: paperwork in order. I yeah. Don't think the
1: Sabres wanted to put James Patrick on this protected list. They, they were worried they were going to lose lose James Patrick on, you know, to another team and in, in, on waivers transaction or whatever. So Steve Bajan ended up being in Montreal, I believe, after that. But so. Yes, he did. They were talking about my my plow. And Steve, as he always is, very sarcastic, very funny guy, he goes, well, what you don't know is Marty is actually hired by the team to clear out all the parking lots and do all the players' um, driveways. I'm like, no, no, we are not doing – I'm not doing any driveways. Alex Stuck actually put me in my place, and I'd be the last person he would want to get a plow and clear his driveway at his house. So, no, there's good reasons for that because I – I have damaged a couple of things at
0: my house, but it's
1: my own thing. <laughs> That's you, fine.
0: Did you share that with the the plow convention last night?
1: I did not share that with the plow convention last night. And this morning, um, I, I'm going to share this with you. Um, I it, wanted, because my snowblower just went to crap. Like I usually can kind of edge my driveways with the snowblower and it looks nice. Should so should the
0: Twitter I, poll. How many people's snowblowers have gone to crap? At the oh. absolute worst time, like it's like every other person you meet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A... Our, hey, our friend George, our friend George
1: has got a new snowblower. It's not starting. He's stuck. This Put new thing. some
0: gas in it, George? Well, maybe We're George you got to Like,
1: yeah, read a read an owner's manual or two. That's usually my problem. I don't read the owner's manual oh. and it won't start. But anyway, snowblower went to crap. So I'm going to have to take it to the repair shop or whatever, but I'm like, okay, I'm going to widen my driveway a little bit with the plow, right? Usually I go with the snowblower to cut the edges, widen it, and it's good. Well, I went to widen the driveway with the plow a little bit. So I I, I turned my plow to the right a little bit just to angle it for the right side of the driveway so that it would push everything outwards, right? Mm -hmm. And then I thought I had done a good job. I back out of the driveway. I look. I ripped like literally like seven feet of grass of dirt. Like I totally picked up, like I whiten it too much. So I picked up like the
0: side of the grass and I lifted it on the side. I was like, "Well, who who among us that's ever hired a a, a plow guy has not had that happen to him. It always happens. But when
1: it's you and you do it to your own grass, it's fine. But if I did it to Alex Stuck's lawn, I think he'd be upset about it. So that's the difference.
0: (laughs) Well, Part of the problem is likely the fact that the ground never did get the full freeze this year, right, before some of these recent storms. It's mucky, so to speak, as opposed to uh, the often Arctic tundra-like conditions we have at this point in time. We're trending that way, though. It, uh, it definitely looks like uh, one of the colder places on Earth, either the Arctic or Antarctica right now.
1: Yeah, Antarctica is, is colder than the Arctic. Yes, we learned that uh, from a Google search just things a couple we of weeks Things we learned
0: ago. on Sabres Live. That's another segment. Idea. That's
1: another segment, things you learned. Uh, but I'll tell you this. I used to put a ice rink in my backyard, and I love building an ice rink and putting the boards up and putting the tarp in and whatever. What uh. a terrible year this will have been for anybody that wants to put an ice rink in their backyard number one it didn't freeze
0: among the many like it is a tiresome task god bless the people that have attempted to do it for their children but how like what's their winning percentage year over year that the rink was actually worth it that it held up that it wasn't subject to ridiculous (sighs) ups and downs like i again i applaud admire respect to the nth degree anybody that's ever attempted to build a rink But holy cow, it seems like a colossal waste of time.
1: (laughs) Well, it is because even on the best of like scenario situation, you get maybe the ring for 10 days to two weeks when it gets cold and it's not snowing or whatever. And then you get like a warm spell and then or then you get a deer that runs across your tarp and punch a hole in it. And then all your water goes out and you're like, come on. Like, it's just like there's always something like that. But this year, more than anything, Mm. you're thinking, it's not getting cold. So you got, you know, two inches, three inches of water sitting in your tarp and it's not freezing. And finally you get some cold air, but you have all this snow that's being dumped on. So you can't even go on to your ice rink with the snowblower or anything heavy because it's not frozen underneath. And if it is frozen, now it's like frozen, but stuck to the snow. So it's creating this literally like very rough sandpaper type of ice mm-hmm. that is full of holes and uneven. It's just what a terrible, terrible winter for ice rink
0: around Western New York. So I got to connect with Danny Gare and his artificial ice company and build it in your basement when you're building your brand new home sacrifice the basement for the good of your kids and you too can have indoor ice and potentially a future nhl star how was that for an ad lib read did you like that? that is a great great commercial <laughs> read we are recording
1: this uh show on zoom right now for i us. used we- that
0: extra minute off the top of the show to prepare so it may be a game day here yes buffalo chicago i don't know we're betting on it i eh, i don't know i'd probably bet no but what do i know anyway it, if it is a game day, it'll be the first meeting with Chicago since you and I were in Chicago yes. and Eric Johnson scored the game winner and yep. delivered uh, a fantastic uh, post game interview, as I recall. But, um, the since we can't really talk with 100% certainty, and honestly, like, why waste good material <laughs> if, if something doesn't happen? Yeah. I can tell you this last night in the NHL produced some very similar storylines. The Oilers won again. The Leafs lost again. Yes. The inevitable regression has happened to the Kraken. They've lost two in a row now. Mm -hmm. The Capitals are still great defensively. Ottawa is bleeping awful. And the Kings have lost nine out of ten. Yes. And, if I may, the avalanche continue to impress nine straight games with a power play goal I've been wanting to mention this kid's name for a while it's amazing how like they just found a mature 25 year old right shot defenseman undrafted Sam Malinsky he's getting a point like every other game it just fits right in like they're without Bo Byram right now you know Mm -hmm. and it's like huh Wow, kid's got eight points in 19 games. You just, you know, only plays like 14, 15 minutes. It's just so good. Anyway, and the off-air trivia that we did yesterday about the Calgary Flames came through again. In the last 15 games, the Flames had two of the league's top 10 goal scorers, and both of them scored again last night. Coleman in regulation, Sharon Govich in overtime as they come back to beat Arizona. And then there's the Winnipeg Jets, who are in your wheelhouse, the team you want to talk about the most, the team that is most likely to win the Stanley Cup because they never, ever give up any goals. Marty, it's 33 straight games now of three games or fewer. It's 13 straight of two or fewer and 20 of the last 21.
1: It's incredible, and now they're doing it without Mark Shifley. So they get Cal Connor back, and they don't have Mark Shifley, so that's the the give and take that the Winnipeg Jets are doing, but defending is the name of the game when it comes to the Jets. That's awesome. This was a great, great look at everything that happened in the National Hockey League last night, Duffer. Um, Your research on that front was awesome. I was paying attention to Colorado-Ottawa just because I like to see um, high-scoring games, and it started. You know, one, one after one. I'm thinking, okay, let's see what happens. Then Ottawa's up four-two. Thinking, oh my, like what is going on? And plus, I think Georgiev is playing a lot, and maybe too much is on pace to playing almost seventy games this year. I'm thinking, wasn't even dressed. No, I know he wasn't, but i been I'm, I'm, I'm paying attention to. The, the games that he's playing and the games that he's not playing, like, how is that working out? They're down 4-2 to Ottawa. Like, Again, they're going to have to keep playing him. Mean, he may play 75 this year, right? Like, I mean, this is going to be un- incredible. And they come back to win it 7-4. um, Just like they did when they were down to the Toronto Maple Leafs 3-0, the Colorado Avalanche. When they get going, Sheldon Keefe said... They don't play in the NHL. It's a whole other league when the Colorado Avalanche get going. They are in a whole other league in on their own. Um Toronto, they kind of felt to that same uh the Edmonton Oilers can be on their own as well because mm-hmm. after the Leafs were up to nothing, you know, it started to just come back for the Edmonton Oilers. They had, they got a great game from Stuart Skinner again. Yeah. Like you're looking and he's at, he's won eight Skinner. in a row,
0: which ties the for the longest winning streak this year. Yeah. He's, he's, goalie.
1: he's turned it around, you know. So now all of a sudden that goalie market that you thought the Oilers were going to be a huge part of it. Okay. Let's take the Oilers out of it. Like they're not going to go for a goalie, most likely. So there's, uh, yeah, there's a lot of interesting, uh, little storyline around the NHL, the Rangers. You said one, um, the Flames won with Dan Vardar. That's what I wanted to go to. You know, mm-hmm. Jacob Marks from his day-to-day, and they go in with Dan Vidar and he wins them a big game against the Arizona Coyotes. So, yeah, a lot of lot of good, interesting matchups around the National Hockey League.
0: Yeah, honestly, it really was. And the Ottawa problem is obviously goaltending and beyond uh, because last night they opted for Matt Sogard, and he was unable to help the situation. Did you read? And, did you read uh,
1: Jacques Martin's quote about that?
0: Well, I saw Travis <clears> Ghost <throat> tweeting about how it was ridiculous for Martin to say that the reason they didn't go with Corposalo was because of his career record, which largely happened forever ago against the Avalanche. So the with the, with these, the Columbus Blue Jackets, blue, jackets. it's a different response team. or a quote from Travis was <laughs> something to the effect of how can you not start a guy because he gave up a goal to Alex Kerfoot five years ago? (laughs) Totally fair point. Totally fair point. But the biggest point, but let me say like, so Ottawa, like this is nothing new. In fact, it's been more pronounced since Jacques took over their inability to hold a game. They now have five regulation losses when leading after two, that is the most, not surprisingly, yeah. in the NHL. That's bad. That's bad. I think
1: they're eleven and five or something when 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 uh, leading after two, and that's that's what it is. Those five games, like you win two out of three when leading after two. We're trying. We talk about the Sabers. We want them to win two out of three Dude, to get, the get in Cubs the play. Like twenty six and zero, win them
0: all. That's the yeah, whole win, point of this.
1: Absolutely. So oh. that's terrible. But the the quote that I kind of was was reading and reading and reading over and over again and thinking, why would a coach ever say that about a goaltender that was signed as a free agent this summer? Mm-hmm. And you're kind of I know your GM that signed him is not there anymore. The coach that, you know, probably said, Yeah, let's go for Corpusello is not there anymore. But so Jacques Martin said they asked him why are you playing Sogard? He explains the whole thing, well oh, Corpusello's record against, you know, the Colorado Avalanche, this, that, the other thing. And so with that all taking all that in consideration, I feel like Sogard gives us the best chance to win in this game tonight. I'm like, so you're basically saying that's your guy that you sign as a free agent long term. It was mm-hmm. your number one goaltender right now. You're basically telling him, "We're not winning that game with you tonight. We're <laughs> winning the game with Matt Sogard." That's what it comes down
0: to. I wow. mean, it's pretty, it's pretty significant. He's not the first person to utter a statement like that. In fact. Uh our next guest um uh, met was tutored mentored by that uh, same man, Jacques Martin, and basically used to say the same thing to you when you were about to go out for a start. So you see how the apple doesn't fall here far from the tree between Jacques and Razor.
1: Yeah, you know? but Razor was right when he said that because yeah, um, it yeah, was right. me and Dominic Hashek. The team had way better chance to win with me than Hashek and Nat Not on true. any given night. Let's be fair here. That's that that was the
0: truth spoken. From the Razor. If you really believe that, you wouldn't have held out for more in 2000, 2001. The Bandits are hosting (laughs) Tucker Out Lymphoma Night this Friday. I really hope to see you there. It's always the most special night. And now as reigning world champions once again, uh, you can imagine that uh, Banditland is going to embrace this like no other night. And uh, the game begins at 730. There's going to be plenty of auctions. There's autographed lacrosse ball sales that help support pediatric cancer care. Visit bandits.com slash tickets to purchase yours today, and we'll see you at KeyBank Center on Friday. We'll continue Sabres Live with Razor right after this. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchage. The step back three, you Music. You set my world
1: on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.
0: Odyssey celebrates Father's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network.